And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. You lost your magic. They knocked you off your game. Your Carlness went right out the window. What's with this Carlness? It's not even a, a real word. It's a conjunction, a preposition. It's a philosophy, a way of life. It's your name with Ness attached to it. Bob, listen to me. If you'd have done what I asked you to and come in my dressing room before the show, you'd have known that you weren't supposed to come out here until I introduced you. Jack, I tried to get into your dressing room, but I didn't have a nickel. I understand you're pretty funny as a DJ, and comedy is a kind of hobby of mine. Well, well actually, it's a little more than just a hobby. Reader's Digest is considering publishing two of my jokes. Yeah. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Money Dollar. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the captivating Lisa Wolf. In this hour, it's the Jack Benny program, starring Jack Benny and all his gang from 1949. But first, it's Beat the Host. In order to beat the host, a Hollywood 360 listener contestant named Diana must correctly answer more true or false questions about Elvis Presley than I. Lisa Wolf Hall is our moderator. Lisa, please say hello to our in-studio guest, Diana. Yes, it's my pleasure. We've got Diana. She's a good friend of ours, and she's uh, here with her husband in the studio, so we're happy to have you play the game with us today. Pretty excited. <laughs> See if I can... It's on. It is pretty exciting to game play on. the I'm game on, yeah. against me, right? Yes, right. it is. <laughs> what would be more exciting is to actually beat the host. Oh, yeah, to get some of them right. Well, you will. Oh, I'm yeah. counting on you. Okay, thanks. So I'm not this, really that good at this game. No, he's so not. So don't worry about okay. it. You're fine. <laughs> okay, well, so I'm this not is all about uh, Elvis no? Presley, uh, the king of rock and roll. So yeah. he sadly passed away at age 42, mm. but I believe he's still here in Vegas performing anyways. I think so. so uh, that works out. Sure. And all over the country, actually. Yeah. So the first question is for you, Diana. It's true or false. Here it goes. So it's either true or or false. I'm, I and how much that. time do I have to think about uh, it? Okay. Okay. His full name is Elvis Aaron Presley. True or false? True. That's got to be true. Carl, she's got that. That's got to be true. You're saying true? Yeah. It's it is true. It is absolutely true. Okay, cool. I didn't know if you knew his middle name, but now we all do. Yeah. See? Nothing to it. Come on. Carl? Yes. He was distantly related to former U.S. presidents Abraham Lincoln and Jimmy Carter. True or false? <sighs> She's so tricky. I mean, Lisa's very, very tricky. I am tricky. Um, but I'm going to say that's true. I'm going to say that it's also true. It is true. That is Whoa. absolutely correct. Yeah, oh. Diana. <laughs> Um, She's surprised at herself. So far, so good. Good job. Diana, Elvis was a brown belt in karate. Gosh, that seems weird. Um, I'm going to say false. It is false. He it was is, a black belt. That is absolutely right. What? It's false. Yeah. He was a black belt. Okay, well, I thought it was false because I didn't think he... No, he was. He, he was. was added he, in him. You know what? He was Very introduced to martial at... arts while he was wow. in the army. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he was sense. excellent even better than a brown belt. Wow. He was a black belt. I was a, I was a black belt, too. I took my white belt and dyed it black. Yeah. And then you I were... put some... 
um, a black belt. Masking tape on the, or, 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 That yeah, wouldn't no, make that it black. Wouldn't make but it, black. it would make it brownish. <laughs> sort of ish. Ish. Very ish. <laughs> Very ish. Carl. Everybody was kung fu fighting. <laughs> Mm. Okay, right. let's get yeah. back on track okay. here. Mike was supposed Mike Bubblebath Gisella, you were supposed to play Kung Fu Fighting there, huh? What happened? Sorry. All Sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna ignore that that ever happened. All right. Uh, Carl, Elvis's nineteen fifty five pink Cadillac mm-hmm. was originally blue. Mm-hmm. You just made that up. False. I think it's true. It is true. That is absolutely right. He had it painted pink. Really? Because pink was one of his favorite colors. Here's for Carl and here's for Diana. That's how you do it. She's got the lead. She's not going to relinquish it. She's never going to leave the studio. She does really well here. Diana, after seeing Elvis in concert, it was Liberace who suggested he wear flashy costumes. That makes sense. I'm going to say true. That does make sense. I'm going to say true also. It is true. Wow. That is How can I beat correct. you if we keep getting the same answers? Well, right? Well, you, you are. You took a chance if and we you stay were right. right here. Okay. We, okay. <laughs> Carl. Yes? Elvis bought his mansion, Graceland, in 1957 for $50,000. True or false? It sounds about right. I'm going to say true. All right. $50,000 in 1957. Oh, I'm going to say false. Good job. What? It is false. It was $100,000. Here's for Carl. <laughs> and here's for Diana. And we have one extra question just for good oh, luck. I can't win. <laughs> That's right. You can. <laughs> Diana, Elvis only appeared in one commercial during his career. Wow. Well, I don't know. Sure not. Lots of movies. Hmm. Um, I'm going to say true. I can't remember. Um. For me, it, it's no bearing because she's well, got I know, me by but two. But I'm going to agree. Right. I'm going to agree with her. You should agree with her because she appears to know everything about Elvis. <laughs> I think you got that every is absolutely correct. She got every single one of them right. And that's Woo! how you do it. Man. Well, you've made my night. You beat you know the host. I don't need anything else tonight. You know what I think it is? Not even so. Girl power. That's it's right. It's girl power. That's what it is. She can look in my eyes Mind and she building. gets that twinkle. Girl power. <laughs> All right. When we come great back. Great job, Diana. I'll say great job, Diana. When we come back. It's the Jack Benny program. Don't go away. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Don't forget, we have a club for listeners called Classic Radio Club. And it's exactly what it sounds like. 
It's Classic Radio Show sent to you when you're a Classic Radio Club member. But here's the main thing. They're all direct from the master recordings. They are directly from the uh, transcription discs. So they sound incredible, and you get 10 shows, perfect sound quality, each and every month sent to you either on five CDs in a collector case with a booklet, or you can get them sent to you via digital download. You get an email every month, and uh, those 10 shows come to you in perfect sound. And uh, the booklet is a PDF, so you can click it, open it, read it, all about the shows, and Carl Shadow helps me write that, so you know it's accurate if Carl Shadow is part of the whole procedure. And um, it's it's a lot of fun. We have a lot of listeners that are part of the Classic Radio Club. If you are not part of the Classic Radio Club, you might want to go to our website, ClassicRadioClub.com, ClassicRadioClub.com, learn all about it, or... You can talk to a live operator, ask any questions you want. Uh, don't ask about the lotto or, like, you know, what the lottery numbers are or something like that. We we won't know, but well, we will. Speak for yourself. You never know what knowledge I have to impart. That's true. But we will know about the Classic Radio Club. That's true. And the other thing, too, you get the um, the Hollywood 360 and Radio Rarities show sent you as part of being a Classic Radio Club member. There's no additional cost for that. So you get a lot by being part of the club. To learn all about it, go to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. Wow, Lisa, you know, you need to talk more because I can't be doing all the talk. You have not breathed in the last two minutes, so I have no no opportunity to speak. I mean, I'm losing my voice over here. Maybe you should slow things down a little (laughs) bit, Carl. (laughs) Ah, 815-900-7535. Good job. It's the 900. It must, it's the Henry. 9. Yeah, it's not Henry your fault. It's the 9. Coming, mother. It's like that. All right, Jack Benny time. Oh, I love Jack Benny. Gosh, there's nobody better. He's really the high watermark of comedy back in the golden age of radio and television. He was in movies, on stage. He entertained all over the world. He... He uh, entertained our troops, you know. I mean, the guy was a real patriot, and he um, was one of the best. He was actually born in Chicago and then grew up in Waukegan, Illinois. We broadcast the show out of Illinois. Uh, many of our listeners know that. But uh, visited, Mil- uh, I almost said Milwaukee, visited Waukegan many, many times, and there's all kinds of plaques and Jack Benny Street and Jack Benny School. And a High performing School. arts center yeah. named after him as well. Yeah. Um, one of the most beloved American entertainers of the 20th century, for sure, Jack Benny. And his radio show lasted from 1932 until 1955. And then there was also reruns. But uh, he went to television, trans, uh, made the transition to television in 1950, and that lasted 15 years. I mean, just had an incredible career. This is a, a radio broadcast from February 20th, 1949. His special guest on this show is Fletcher Markle, and uh, everyone's on it. You know, Mel Blanc, Mary Livingston, you know, the whole the whole gang, Eddie Rochester Anderson. Let's tune it in. Part one now of the Jack Benny program. The Jack Benny program, presented by Lucky Strike.
Strike program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Dennis Day, and yours truly, Don Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go back about an hour. Jack is in his dressing room getting ready for the broadcast. Rochester, did you run over and get me a sandwich? Yeah, boss, here it is. Good. Oh, for heaven's sake. Sardines. Rochester, I can't understand you. What's the matter, boss? You never get anything right. When I send you for a chicken sandwich, you bring me ham. When I ask you for a ham sandwich, you bring me cheese. When I ask you for cheese, you bring me egg. When I ask for egg, you bring me turkey. And today, you bring me a sardine sandwich. Now, what did I send you for? A sardine sandwich. Oh, yes, I forgot. <laughs> but look, Rochester, I figured you'd make a mistake. I asked you for a sardine sandwich because I wanted corned beef. I knew that, but they were out of corned beef, so I brought you sardines. All right, I'll eat the sardine sandwich. Did you get me a bottle of Coca-Cola? Yes, boss, here it is. Wait a minute. This is root beer. That's funny. I asked for seven up. <laughs> oh, fine. Well, at least you got the sandwich on rye. How did that happen? Oh, we never did have trouble with the bread. Well, I better eat it in a hurry. Oh, darn it. What's the matter? And I picked up the sandwich. The sardine slipped out and went into my sleeve. <laughs> Help me get them out. Mmm, what a mess. Well, I'll eat after the broadcast. Now, help me finish dressing. Okay. Which toupee do you want, boss? The one with the part in the middle or the part on the side? Uh, didn't you bring the black one with the widow's peak? <laughs> oh, you can't wear that toupee anymore. Why not? It turned gray while you were dickering with CBS. <laughs> Oh, stop. Dusty, maybe, but gray, no. Now, Rochester. Who is it? It's me, Jack. Come on in, Mary. Jack, did you take my fountain pen? Yes, yes, here you are, Mary. You know, I, I use it. I just put down a wonderful joke I want you to do on the program and surprise the cast. Here, read it. Oh, for heaven's sake, Jack. Another joke about my sister, babe? Well, it's funny. Go ahead and read it. I want to hear how it'll sound on the program. Oh, all right. Say, Jack, my sister babe lost her job in that restaurant. But Mary, she was with that restaurant five years. How come they let her go? <laughs> They've got a cat to catch the mice now. <laughs> oh, poor babe. And after she let her fingernails grow. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, we can't say a thing like that about babe. Why not? That's a funny joke. Joke nothing. It really happened to her. <laughs> oh, well, then we won't do the gag. I don't want to hurt her feelings. I'll think of something else. Say, Jack, I meant to ask you, are you really going on the Ford Theater program March 4th? Yes, Mary, I certainly am. Well, I hope you're not serious about doing the horn blows at midnight. Uh-oh, Miss Livingston, you shouldn't have said that. Rochester, what's wrong with mentioning the horn blows at midnight? It doesn't bother me, but the rye bread turned white. <laughs> Don't be funny. Now, look, Mary, I'm still going to do that play on the Ford Theater. Fletcher Markle, the director, gave me a contract, and that's that. Now, come on, let's get out on the stage. Well, wait a minute. You're not going to do the program in that polo shirt. Why, what's wrong with a polo shirt? Clark Gable wears one. So what? Jane Russell wears sweaters, but I'm a suit gal myself. <laughs> all right, all right. Come on, Mary, let's get out on the stage. Huh? <laughs> 
Father Time is here. <laughs> Look, Jackson, what'd you stop us for? We were rehearsing a number. I know, Phil, but I just want to compliment you on trying to improve the orchestra. I noticed you got a harp this week. Yeah, but we can't use it anymore, Jackson. That was a mistake. Why? What happened? During rehearsal, Frankie woke up, saw the harp, and thought he was dead. <laughs> no. Then he tried to fly over the piano and almost broke his neck. <laughs> Well, it serves them right for sleeping during rehearsal. Uh, Jack, let's run through our parts till the others get here. Okay. Here, Phil, take a script. Look, Jackson, I don't need no script. I'm loaded with jokes. Phil, take a script. I thought of a gag that's a dilly. Get this. On my way down to the studio, I stopped off at a bar. Phil, take a script. And while I was there, I met a fellow who came from Venice, Italy. Phil. So I bought him a drink, he bought me a drink, then I bought him a drink, then he bought me a drink. Phil. We kept buying each other drinks for a couple of hours, and when I walked out, he was under the table. Phil. <laughs> Phil, take a script. Well, don't you get it, Jackson? The guy who was under the table was from Venice, a Venetian. So what? I'm the only guy who ever drank a Venetian blind. <laughs> If you lived in Beverly Hills, they'd blow up your house. <laughs> Phil. Don't hit me off, Jackson. I'm rolling now. <laughs> hey, Liv. How'd you like that joke, lover? Phil, take a script. <laughs> Thanks, Mary. And don't get too close to Phil. He might exhale and disintegrate your nylons. You know? <laughs> Now, look, now, let's cut out oh, all Jack, this foolishness Jack. and get down to it. Huh? Uh, Jack, the, Oh, hello, Don. Hello. The hello. quartet is here. You better rehearse them first. Oh, the sportsman? All right. Say, did you tell the boys that instead of a popular song, I wanted something a little different this week? You know, something classical? You know, we have music lovers listening in now. Oh, yes, Jack, and they have a wonderful number prepared. It's Ponchielli's Dance of the Hours from La Gioconda. Oh, I... What was that, Dan? <laughs> Ponchielli's Dance of the Hours from La Gioconda. Oh, yes, that's what I hoped you'd said. <laughs> Phil, can your musicians play Ponchiella's Dance of the Hours from La Gioconda? Yeah, but it'll still sound like that's what I like about the song. <laughs> I haven't told you this, but they want my band to play at the Academy Awards ceremonies. Really? <laughs> Phil, why in the world would they want your band to play for the Academy Awards? Well, we play loud and it'll drown out the screams of the losers. <laughs> Well, Phil, I don't believe that you or your band can... Come in. Jack, look who it is. Oh, yes, Fletcher Markle. Hello, Mr. Markle. Hello, Jack. Mr. Markle. Huh? What yeah. do you think? You're kind of into Rochester. the... Rochester. Uh... Yeah, you're into the uh, voices here today. Rochester. Huh? Rochester. Think of that. Remember our friend from WGN well, who used to... Uh, how about that one? Did you hear that? What? I missed well, you. Oh. Huh? Yeah. Not bad. I mean, it's not, it's not my best. I mean, it's not like Peter Laurie or anything. Right, there we go. I mean, Peter Laurie. You know. But, come on. Not bad, right? Mm-hmm. Rochester, mm-hmm. bring in my violin. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not terrible. No, it's not. I mean, you'd know who I was. Absolutely. You'd know who well, I was. Well, especially with the information of the violin. <laughs> it kind of helps a <laughs> and little. And saying Rochester. It kind of helps a little That bit. helps, too. <laughs> yeah. right? All right. Well, that's Jack Benny, uh, the first portion of a very funny episode, February 20th, 1949. Jack's special guest is Fletcher Markle uh, because Jack 
is going to appear on the Ford Theater, and he's going to do uh, a reenactment of The Horn Blows at Midnight, one of his, I think, one of the funniest movies he ever did. I, they used to make fun of it all the time, but it's a great movie. All right, we'll get back to it in a moment. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Rochester. Still... <laughs> Even practicing. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're listening to Jack Benny on the Lucky Strike program. Back then, during the golden age of radio, a lot of times, as a uh, kind of, you know, an homage to their sponsor, they would call the show whatever the sponsor was. So Jack Benny's program, even though Jack Benny was the probably the biggest star on radio, um, when Lucky Strike took over. And sponsored his show from Jello, and even when Jello was the sponsor of his show, it was the Jello program starring Jack Benny, or it was the Lucky Strike program starring Jack Benny. They did that a lot, even with Johnson's Wax with Fibber McGee and Molly, and a lot of the shows they did that. Um, you don't see that at all today. That that is completely changed now. You don't see any television show. And I think that's because there's so many commercials now. Right. Very few are brought to you by one sponsor, if any. Right. Right, anymore. But back then, you had you generally had one sponsor, like the Lucky Strike program starring mm. Jack Benny or the Jell-O show. Um, yeah, it's so different back then. But, you know, they these shows, comparatively, you know, the dollar was worth what the dollar was back then. But comparatively, these shows were as expensive back then as the show is today, and you have multiple sponsors, where back then you generally had one sponsor. There were some shows that had multiple sponsors, but primarily it was one main sponsor, and you had that sponsor for a long time. Um, so, um, Lisa, you were in you were in advertising. Uh, Lisa was a big advertising boss. She was a big. She worked for Kraft. I did. Yeah. Well, I worked at Jay Walter. Thompson. What happened? What we are you doing here? I mean, why right. are you on this show? Exactly. You could well, have been running craft. Well, right I now. make more money here in radio. Oh, sure. So yeah. Radio pays the, big, the transition made big more dollars. Sense. Yeah. Lisa was a big craft executive. She had Philadelphia brand cream cheese. Wow, Carl. You and remember. you never tasted the cream cheese. I don't ever like cream in the cheese, entire... but I didn't tell them that. No. Why would you tell now them that? They why would know. you commit? Uh, you know, professional suicide. Right, exactly. Right. You, she was. I just didn't she need literally it. worked for Kraft. Was making big bucks. It's true. And 
you know, I she, don't like cream cheese. And she had the <laughs> Philadelphia brand cream cheese account and was making all kinds of executive decisions for this That's account true. and never tasted the cheese. Still to this day. Really? Mm-hmm. You won't? I have it in my you refrigerator smell because it at my all? kids Have you ever like smelled it? it? I don't like You that. don't like cheese? I, I don't like that. I just don't but like that. But isn't that ironic? Is it that is going to break that, out in song now? that song? Isn't, isn't it, it ironic? ironic? That's uh, like Sheryl Crow. Is it Sheryl Crow? Uh, or Alanis, Alanis Morissette? It's Alanis Morissette. And it was one of the two. I but I them, wonder I, if Sheryl Crow has To me, they're interchangeable, it, those two women. No two people I don't know are why. interchangeable. I don't know why they are. But People well, think we're interchangeable, Yeah, Carol. well, I mean, you, you have know, a we're deeper a lot voice. of light. You have a deeper voice than well, I it doesn't do. take much. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, you were a big craft. What are you doing here? I told you. You're a big craft I executive. wanted to make the big box, so yeah, I so ventured over that to job. radio. Because you're uh, very generous. You're kind I of know, like Jack I Benny. Am. You're, you know, I would have to agree with you on that. <laughs> I am sort of like Jack. You know, Jack Benny was really, really. I know he was. He he was known was, as a stingy guy, yeah. but actually he, they I say he was like one of the most generous people in the business. He, well, he paid when everybody. When you make your first millions and billions, then I'll expect billions? the generosity. Don't expect me to make <laughs> billions. Sorry. Um, millions is a far cry, too. Right. Well. You know? But my first hundred thousand, when I make my first hundred thousand, okay. I will probably get a new car. That would be good, you know, because yeah. it's maybe uh, you'll pay for a pizza summer, at that time. You know, in then. the summer, it's not so bad not having floorboards. Right. In the summer, we're because okay it's for nice. now. But mm-hmm. when the when the bad when inclement it is weather, quite a a loud bumpy ride though. You know, to keep my feet over to the right. Seventy four Chevy Nova. Mm-hmm. Love yeah, that! I know. Love you that do. Chevy Nova, yeah, man. Well, somebody loves it's it. It's just me, you know. I mean, it's like just it's you. Uh, yeah. Today, when we were driving over in it, I could see, I could see the ground. I yeah. tried to pick up a quarter. It went by so fast. Yeah. I was like, oh man. Well, just luckily, I had my feet to the right, so I didn't right. lose any shoes on the way over. I know. <laughs> <laughs> You've dropped stuff out of the car. You have lost stuff out of the car. <laughs> it's gone. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll get a new car soon. Okay. Maybe before the winter. That would be great. If not, I'll be driving. Maybe I'll lease a car. They say that leasing could be good. If you don't have enough for a down payment, it well, would I work out for you. I don't you. have enough for a down payment, exactly. so I might need to lease it. Yeah. Um, what should I get? What do you think? Uh, you want to think big? Jeep? Oh, is it that what about a you're Jeep? Thinking? What about a Jeep? I, I would vote for an electric car, personally. Oh, no. Okay. That's not me. Well, that's where we That's differ. not me. I know it's Sorry. Not. Sorry. They're they're getting really really good. It's yeah. almost time to get one. Wow! All right, get a little electric Tesla. That would be nice. I can't. <laughs> it's like a hundred thousand dollars. I know. Well, you said we're well, just we're just having fun you're here. You're rich. You know? Yes, that's why I'm in radio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, we're listening to Jack Benny. Um, he was just the best. I mean, this is such a funny show. February twentieth, nineteen forty nine. Let's get back now to the Jack Benny program. I hope I'm not interrupting, but... Well, that's uh, quite all right, Fletcher. I, uh, I suppose you've come over to discuss my appearance on the Ford Theater. Yes, that's exactly why I'm here. Good, good. Is there something about the casting? No, not the casting. Oh. Is it about the rehearsals? No, not rehearsals. Oh. Is it about the picture I selected to do? Yes, it stinks. <laughs> What? Jack. Uh-huh. As director of the Ford Theater, it really, stinks. I Why are you, you laughing? 
What were, what were you going to say? <laughs> Director of the Ford Theater, I beg you, really, don't do this on our program. Now, wait a minute, Mr. Markle. You signed a contract with me, didn't you? Yes, but you tricked me. That contract said you were going to do an adventure story of the sea called Sailing Around Cape Horn. Well, you didn't read the small type in the contract. The full title was Sailing Around Cape Horn Blows at Midnight. <laughs> and that's what I'm going to do. Jack, I think Mr. Markle is right. That script isn't suitable for radio. I know that, Mary, but I went through the screenplay, eliminated all the dull stuff, and I'm just going to do the part that sparkled. Mr. Benny, we have an hour program, not a spot announcement. <laughs> I know it's an hour program, and I'm going to do the horn blows at midnight, and it'll be a great show, believe me. Well, and there's nothing I can do about it. So long, Jack. So long, Mr. Marco. Oh, uh, by the way, Jack, when you signed that contract, there was one thing I neglected to get for our records. Uh, what's your social security number? Two. <laughs> Two. Al Jolson is number one. Yes, we got there early. Well, so long, Fletcher. See you March 4th. Goodbye, Jack. To be or not to be, that is the question. Whether it is wiser to use gas and smell up the house or use a pistol and mess up the rug. What'd you say, Fletcher? Nothing. Goodbye. <laughs> Jack, I can't understand you. Why, Don? Well, if they're so set against your doing the horn blows at midnight, why do you insist on it? Because once and for all, I'm going to prove to everyone that it's a great story. Now, Don, imagine this plot. The chief of the planets sends an angel down to Earth to blow a trumpet and destroy the whole world. And I'm the angel. Now, cut that out! <laughs> I try to do something dignified and everybody has to butt in and... I never saw anything... Oh, hello, Dennis. Oh, hello, Mr. Benny. Congratulate me. Congratulate you? Why? I just sold my bicycle for $10,000. You... You what? Yeah. Look, here's the check. Let me see that. Pay to the order of Dennis Day, $10,000. Oh, for heaven's sake, kid. This check isn't even signed. I noticed that, but I didn't want to mention it. Why? When a man gives you $10,000 for a bicycle, why antagonize him? Holy smoke. Dennis, I'm afraid you were cheated. Didn't you even get the name of the man who bought it? Oh, sure. He told me his name all right. What was it? Napoleon Bonaparte. Oh, fine. Dennis, don't you know anything? Napoleon Bonaparte has been dead for over a hundred years. He has? Certainly. Then what does he want with a bicycle? <laughs> now look, Dennis. Dennis, my child, look. <laughs> Instead of having any more of this nonsense, look at, how about running through your song? Okay. Oh, by the way, Mr. Benny, happy birthday. 
My birthday was last week. I know, but that bubble dancer was held over. <laughs> good, good. Now, what number are you gonna do? The title song from Walt Disney's picture, So Dear to My Heart. All right, let's hear it. Okay. September day with the leaves turning brown and gold when you are the dream I would hold so dear to my heart so dear to my heart that December day when we strolled on a snow-white lane A kiss that we shared will remain So dear to my heart And when it's springtime and the fields are dressed with flowers You're the sweetest flower in Oh, how I treasure all the happy hours And the dreams I shared with you They bloom in my heart In a corner apart Every sweet, tender memory good song, Dennis, and you sang it beautifully. Why are you just saying that because I'm rich now? <laughs> Dennis, that check's no good. You never like anything that anybody else has. Oh, boy. Dennis, this is the last time I'm going to compliment you on your singing. Because every time I do, you start right in. Come in. Yes, sir, is there... Well, it's Jack Warner of the Warner Brothers Studios. Hello, Jack. Hello. Well, this is a surprise. Uh, uh, what can I do for you, Mr. Warner? Well, Jack, I just heard the news about your making an appearance on the Fourth Theater. Yes, Mr. Warner, on March 4th. And I'm going to do the horn blows at midnight. That's just what I want to talk to you about. What? Look, Jack, you made this picture for us in 1944, didn't you? That's right. It was for the Warner Brothers. Well, since then, our studio has produced The Adventures of Don Juan, Life with Father, Key Largo, John Loves Mary... And this year, our two pictures, Johnny Belinda and The Treasure of the Sierra Madre, are up for the Academy Awards. So? So we're rolling again. Let us alone. <laughs> now, uh, 
Now, now, just a minute, Mr. Warner. How can you say that? You yourself told me that when the horn blows at midnight was shown in Hollywood, the theater made money. That's right. We rented the balcony out as a trailer camp. <laughs> but, Mr. Warner, you can't put all the blame on me. When you did that picture, you made one big mistake. Yeah, I know. We put film in the camera. <laughs> Look, Mr. Warner, that's an old joke. Yeah, if I had anything new, I'd have put it in the picture. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but I still think it's a great story. Say, if you didn't produce it good, what could I do? I mean... <laughs> but if you'd have listened to me, if you'd listened to me while we were making it, The Horn Blows at Midnight would have been a terrific hit. Jack, we tried everything. We even made a lot of retakes. It was awful how we threw money away on that picture. Threw money away? Yeah, we spent... Over $500,000 for a new finish, and nobody ever stayed to see it. No wonder you can't make good pictures. You fluff over lines. And... <laughs> now, look, Jeff. Jack Warner, I want to tell you something. All of that about the horn blows at midnight was not my fault. I think that picture had great possibilities. Well, no, Jack, it missed both ways. Both ways? What do you mean? Well, if it had been a little better, we might have gotten our money back in the theaters. Yes? And if it were a little worse, it'd be, it would be unnatural for television. <laughs> Never m m mind television. <laughs> going to be, I'll tell you, Mr. Warner, it's going to be great when I do it on the Ford Theater. All right, Jack, if you won't listen to reason, maybe you'll listen to this. We'll give you $5,000 not to do it. No. $10,000. I'm sorry, Mr. Warner, but money means nothing to me. I've got to listen to repeat show and see if he really heard that. See if I really heard see that. See if I really heard that. <laughs> You ought to make your pictures with Jack Warner. <laughs> I know we rehearsed this. I know. <laughs> Anything else? Huh? <laughs> what? Uh, just a little shaky. Huh? I've had a pair of dice. My hands will be very nice. All right. Read just what's there. That's all. Read what's there. Come on. Here it is. Wait a minute. Here it is. Here, well, Jack. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I see. Go ahead. Mary, you didn't say Mary. I say please. Mary, please. Oh, you got the next one. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, Jack, here's my final offer. My brother Harry and I are willing to take you into the firm and make you one of the Warner Brothers. No, I'm afraid not. That means I'd have to change my name. If you do the picture, we're going to change ours. <laughs> I'm sorry, but my mind is made up. I'm going to do the horn blows at midnight on the radio, and that's final, Mr. Warner. Just call me Sam Goldwyn. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, you heard me. Just call me Sam Goldwyn. You just got to say goodbye, Jack. Oh, I'll just say goodbye, Jack. <laughs> I 
a $50 actor to play Jack Warner. <laughs> I had to get the Jack Warner. What? Jack. What? I've never... <laughs> so determined, why didn't you consider his offer of going in with the Warner Brothers? I'll tell you why, because I have my own company. I just produced a picture myself called A Lucky Stiff, and there's a wonderful article about it in the new Liberty magazine. I know, Mr. Benny, I saw it. You saw the article in Liberty about me, Dennis? What did it say? Reading time, 11 minutes. <laughs> Look, Dennis. But I made it in nine. What? I had my bicycle then. Dennis, I don't care about the reading time. What did the article say about... Oh, I'll get it, Jack. Hello? New York calling? Yes, he's here. Jack, it's Mr. William Paley, the head of CBS. Oh, oh, I wonder what he wants. Uh, hello, Mr. Paley. Yes, yes, this is Jack. Oh, yes, I'm feeling fine. How are you? Good, good. What? Yes, yes, that's right, on March the 4th. Yes, I know the Ford Theater's on CBS. And you want to hear something funny? Fletcher Markle and Jack Warner came over and tried to talk me out of doing the horn. <laughs> what? Now, just a... I know Mr. Paley, but... But Mr. Paley... But... 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 <laughs> but... <laughs> but... <laughs> but what... Why... Why, Mr. Pay... I'm sorry, Mr. Paley, but I made up my mind and I'm going to do the Horn Blows at Midnight on the Ford Theater, March 4th, and that's final. Yes, Mr. Paley. Goodbye. Hmm. Jack. Jack, how could you talk to Mr. Paley like that? Mary, there comes a time in every man's life when he must have the courage of his convictions, when he must have faith in his own judgment so he can stand up and face the world with pride and with dignity. Jack, what's that sticking out of your sleeve? Huh? Oh, it's a sardine. <laughs> Must have got caught in my suspenders. Thanks, Fletcher Markle and Jack Warner. Good night, everybody. Be sure to hear the CBS Sunday lineup every week, and don't miss Dennis Day and the day in the life of Dennis Day. Stay tuned for Amos Nandy Show, which follows immediately over most of these same stations. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. All right, that's the Jack Benny program, February 20th, 1949. Special guest Fletcher Markle, Jack Benny, and all his gang is heard on CBS. Time for this month in music history. Yes, and we are continuing with our 1984 music with this song. Um, Backstreet Boys? No, it's women. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a girl group. It's just... Uh, it's Bananarama. Oh, it's Bananarama. Cruel Summer. Oh, Cruel Summer. And I'll tell you, this uh, song really made it to the charts with its inclusion in what 1984 film? I have no idea. The Karate Kid. Oh, Karate Kid. And then it hit uh, number nine on the Billboard charts. Hacha! Hai Karate! All right. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> I think this show is all about uh, martial arts. We were talking about kung fu earlier. and yeah, A little bit. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Lisa Wolf. More of thanks. Hollywood 360 after this. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. You know, Mike Bubblebath Costello is going to like uh, hearing what we have in our next hour. You know what it is, Lisa? Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. That's a Mike favorite. He loves that show. Um, we're also uh, going to play Name That Tune. It's all about Elvis. And my good pal, Doug, is in the studio live on the air. Ooh, pressure's on, Doug. Elvis Presley, so we right? won't we, we won't be needing a caller, but we will be playing some Elvis Name That Tune. All right, don't miss it. We'll be back soon. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.